Welcome to the Health Leaders Podcast, the place for peer-sourced and solution-focused insights for healthcare executives, with new episodes airing every Tuesday. My name is G. Hatfield, and I'm the nursing editor for Health Leaders. Today, I am joined by Betty Jo Rocchio, the Senior Vice President and Chief Nurse Executive at Mercy, to discuss AI in nursing. So hi, Betty Jo. How are you? I'm doing great today. Thank you for having me on here to talk about one of my favorite topics. Of course. Yeah. Um, So let's jump right in. How are nurses currently being impacted by AI? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, One would think that all of it would be positive, but with anything else that you introduce new into the healthcare environment, as we're taking care of patients, any type of new technology has the opportunity to either help us or be um, a disruptor into the work. So we're still today taking a look at um, how how this is going to impact nursing because it needs a lot of thoughtful planning. And I would say it's not just automated intelligence, but how we augment that intelligence that the nurse brings to the bedside. So we're still wrestling with a couple of ideas out there, but we're starting small. Um, And we're starting to lift small pilots um, with AI running in the background. Absolutely. So when you say augmenting um, uh, the technology at the at the bedside with the nurses, what, what do you mean by that? So we can never replace the care that we deliver and the critical thinking of a nurse, Mm -hmm. but we can help nurses be much more equipped to be able to deliver some of that critical thinking much faster Mm -hmm. and take information out of our electronic health record and be able to give information to the nurse so they can deliver the care in a much more streamlined fashion. Absolutely. So it's more of a um, enhancing nursing care rather than replacing it, as you're saying. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So what kinds of AI um, are prevalent in nursing right now? Well, we're looking at all different types of things. I would say um, we're starting small um, in the now, um, and then we're looking towards greater models in the future that can bring things to the bedside. So at least in Mercy, our nursing leadership team is looking at AI in the way of what can we do today? What are we doing in the near future? And then what's on our horizon for the future that we might need to do a little bit more planning in? But some of the things that we're looking at are solving some of our um, problems that have been plaguing us in nursing for a little while. Mm -hmm. So what kind of problems um, are you trying to solve? Yeah, that's really good. So we've got a couple of things that are going on right now. Um, One of the things I'll say about AI is... Um, we're not trying to do it by ourselves mm-hmm. uh, because I think there's companies out there that have already played in the AI space. And what we're trying to do is help translate some of those learnings into the healthcare environment. For example, uh, in Mercy, we are partnering with Epic, um, mm-hmm. which is our EHR system, and Microsoft to be able to take a look at not bringing AI in in a way that's disruptive or coming in to the side, but partnering in the EHR space and the care delivery space, bringing Microsoft in to help us be better with how we're delivering that care. Mm -hmm. Um, 
For example, we are working on three current pilots right now, and we're not doing it with just Epic or with just Microsoft, but we're bringing the entire team together to, to help us innovate in small ways today that lead to larger projects in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we have three, three projects. Um, the first thing is one of the things that's really been problematic in the nursing space is our handoffs from department to department. For example, if a patient comes in through the emergency department and gets admitted, we usually do a handoff from the inpatient nurse to mm-hmm. from the um, emergency department nurse to the inpatient nurse. Well, it's typically been that we would call that type of thing up to the floor. But today we're exploring um, a primary objective of ours is to use AI to be able to develop the develop this note out of the emergency department record, develop the key points in an AI automated fashion and be able to deliver it to the inpatient nurse to their mobile phones that they're using um, today on our inpatient unit. So we're trying to use AI to scour that record and deliver the most important points um, up to the inpatient nurse without nursing having to intervene. Absolutely. That's interesting. I was, um, when I was kind of doing research on this topic, um, one of the things I came across was the benefits of AI um, for helping nurses practice at the top of their licensure um, and kind of eliminating the, like, the, the extra paperwork and things that they have to do in between. So it kind of sounds like that's what you guys are going for as well. Yes, absolutely. And I would say done right, it's probably better. Uh, It's probably a better report going up to the inpatient unit uh, because it's taking the points out of the EHR and pulling it across. So, yeah, we we are actually starting that actually this month in February. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, So how is AI assisting you as a CNO? Good point. So uh, one of the most important things we did coming out of... um, the pandemic was we launched a um, workforce platform mm-hmm. that allows us to get the right clinician to the right spot without manual intervention. For example, we're using AI in the background to be able to calculate um, the amount of shifts that we need. And we give incentive shifts for people to work extra. Um, and we're using AI in the background to set the rate on those shifts. And so just like Uber and Lyft use a supply demand model and use data in the background, we're starting to use that in healthcare to be able to develop our workforce um, and get them in the right spots at the right time. Interesting. So is that helping with um, things like hiring and recruiting as well? It is. We use platforms now for hiring and recruiting um, that are um, being able to help candidates get to the right spot for interviews quicker, as well as deliver information to the candidates and collect information that the candidates are putting in and being able to prioritize the areas we want to focus on. That's been a big help. Good. Yeah. So I want to kind of circle back a little bit. Um, Earlier, you were talking about how um, uh, AI and new technology in general can become a disruptor. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts about um, some of the challenges that come along with the introduction and implementation of AI itself and how that can be a disruptor. Well, you know, I always say um, 
an office is a very dangerous place to start making decisions about clinical areas from. <laughs> so one of the things that uh, we've launched in Mercy is um, a couple of innovation units mm-hmm. to be able to test out um, these AI ideas with frontline staff giving input. And so we have an innovation unit in our Mercy St. Louis Hospital right today that has been contributing to how they think AI could help. And it's not just nursing, but it's respiratory. It's some of our unlicensed personnel. Where would they like to see this technology place that could help them in their workflow? So it's not just AI off to the side, but it's AI embedded into the workflows um, and how that comes together with that frontline um, really giving us their feedback on how it works. So um, just as anything else, we're doing some rapid cycle improvement processes with this mm-hmm. and making sure that we're taking the frontline um, into account in, in everything that we do. So we're testing it in a very small innovation unit. We're putting all these pieces together. Um, and then after that's finished, we'll roll it out to the rest of our ministry. Absolutely. Have there been any outcomes um, from the from the testing? Yes. Some of the things that we're looking at is how many um, clicks that we're saving into the electronic record by um, launching um, a mobile platform so nurses can do their charting at the bedside with the patient. Um, and to date, we've saved over 200,000 clicks um, oh, wow. in the um, electronic medical record, which is important because that keeps nurses by the bedside. Um, and they're not spending time in documentation. Absolutely. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of time saved for sure. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So um, do the nurses have any concerns with the use of AI? You know what? It's not concerns with the use of it, but it's concern with understanding how it fits into their practice, that it's not something coming from the side to to augment their practice, but that they're actually having a chance to put it into their workflows. There's no concern as long as it isn't done to them, but it's done with them. Um, And so we're not launching anything that they haven't tried or haven't give input into to make sure that, you know, what we think might help them is actually tested and we have data and analytics in the background to be able to prove that. Absolutely. So I'm sure um, part of that, um, you know, incorporating nurses in that in that process is within the innovation units. But are there other um, kind of rollout strategies that y'all have been using to kind of help the nurses get involved with that? Yes. Yeah, some of the things that we're doing is um, putting up boards, electronic boards in every patient room that allows that connection point for information between the patient, the family, the nurse, the physician, Mm -hmm. to help speed communication, set goals with the patient, but literally so everybody can physically see exactly what the plan of care is. That's been, we're starting to launch that right now. And we're finding the power of those boards and connecting it into the electronic health records is helping nurses think about how they plan their day better. Um, and I think that's going to be a real game changer if we can get the right information launched onto that electronic board. So we're working on that right now. It's not fully launched, um, 
So that's one of the things. And the other thing that's really helping that we're looking at is we are looking at taking vital signs. Um, today, we use manual coughs and some other things to take vital signs. We're looking at using technology that's placed on the patient's chest that takes the vital signs and automatically writes it into the electronic health record and puts it up on the board so the patient um, can follow and participate in their care. I think that is something that um, not only extends to the inpatient stay, but if we're monitoring any patients on the outside, they can take that home with them and we can use it in our virtual hospital to be able to monitor patients as they're released from the hospital. I think that's going to be a real game changer in a couple of different settings. Absolutely. What's been the patient reaction so far um, to this, that new technology? You know, they, they're really ready for this technology. One would think that maybe it might um, be intimidating from a patient perspective. What we're figuring out is that they want the information. It's just frightening to them if it comes in pieces. But if it's a part of their standard care and they can see it, mm-hmm. um, they're embracing their piece in helping us reach their healthcare goals. Absolutely. Are there any um, privacy concerns? Because I know, you know, one of the ways that AI learns is by taking a bunch of um, different information from different people and, and trying to form a, an idea of a person. So are there, are there privacy concerns there? No, because um, everything, all the technology that we're using um, is done in private patient rooms, right? Our boards are in private patient rooms. So it's just gotcha. to that patient. And that medical record is still the source of truth, mm-hmm. which has all of our security wrapped around it, right? So nothing's getting out anywhere. We're just aggregating the information in Mercy much better and being able to display it better. Absolutely, yeah. So I'm, I'm sure the technology teams are probably getting pretty involved with all that stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> they are front and center. And even the mobile phones that the nurses are using to chart um, aren't your typical mobile phones. They are, you know, secure. They protect all the private information as they're relaying the information. So everything's wrapped in that umbrella of security. Um, you can be sure that, that all of our IT uh, friends are all over that. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, to kind of stay on this on this train a little bit, are there any um, concerns about bias um, with patient health uh, in AI? No, not not to date. Now, you know, we're just dipping our toe in this, but, um, you know, we've used it in our workforce. So with our coworkers to try to fill shifts and things like that, there's been no concerns. They love the they love the technology. They love um, having everything at their fingertips. And so far, the patients have followed suit on this. We've not had any issues with patients worrying about their information because they know we have access to it anyway. Uh, but nothing to date because um, I think we're using it in their care and not using it outside of their care. We're not sending their information anywhere. We're using it to deliver better care. So, no, we've had nothing Nothing that's come up, but you know that you bring up a good point, the sensitivity around that. Mm-hmm. We should, yeah, we're keeping our eyes on it, but nothing to date. Yeah, that's good to hear. Um, I think, I think in, uh, in some other industries that hasn't been the case. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, you know, don't, don't forget, you know, one of the things that's helped us is the Apple Watch, the Fitbits that were out there collecting information. Mm-hmm. Patients are a little bit used to that information and how it's aggregated, which is 
less secure than even a health system. So I think that coming ahead of where we're moving has helped us. Absolutely. Yeah, that you make a really good point. I mean, at, le- at least for me, you know, I'm I'm putting all of my information into into my iPhone. They already know everything about me anyway. So <laughs> Yeah, so it's not that different, I guess. But um yeah, so then um how do you measure uh the success of AI and other new technologies um that y'all have been implementing? So we have in the background across all of our systems, we're, we're able to take information um, and put it up against other metrics. And so, for example, um, in the case of the coworkers and the filling of the shifts that we talk about, mm-hmm. we export that data into dashboards to allow our frontline nurse leaders to be able to make good decisions around filling those shifts um, how often they need additional help, those type of things in a very automated fashion. So they don't have to manually do it. And it's exported to a dashboard so they can see the results of what they're doing. The same thing with patients. We're able to trend and monitor some of their health conditions. For example, let me give you a great example of how we're using that information that's really been driving success. Today in Mercy, um, we're able to use Um, AI in the background for some of our diabetics and monitoring their blood sugars. Mm -hmm. And so it literally pushes information to the patient to be able to tell them, you know, what some of their lab work is and allows the doctors to see the same information so we can communicate with those patients in a much more timely fashion and help them stay on top of their blood sugars. Um, it's, it's interesting, you know, if it's buried in a medical record, somebody has to dig it out to have communications. But mm-hmm. when AI serves it up to both the physician, the nurse, and the patient, we're able to stay on top of it in a real, real-time fashion. And then we can take that data and aggregate it across that patient. And we can see trends for that patient. And we can work with them on times of day that their blood sugars may be doing different things. Um, And so it gives us the power to be able to leverage what's going on with the patient at the time that we're monitoring some of these things. That's that's pretty powerful to help patients adjust their lifestyle um, to be healthier. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a pretty clear, um, immediate positive impact, I think. I think that's fair to say. And then also you were mentioning earlier, um, just time saving in general um, for the nurses. I think that that's really crucial too. Um, Yeah, well, um, I guess my last question is, do you have any advice for um, CNOs and nursing leaders in general about dealing with AI or implementing AI? Uh, The first thing I would say is get get a partner that's been working in that AI lane, like Microsoft or Google or somebody that's used it outside of healthcare first that understands the limitations as well as the power of it, because we're just dipping our toe into it and we want to make sure we use it in the right way. And the second thing I would say is look for the problems that you encounter and try to overcome it in a way that doesn't take a manual intervention, but that can use either technology or analytics to be able to serve the problem up in a different way. Um, So it takes us as leaders thinking about things differently and how to solve them because really today the world, the world's moving in a whole different direction. Um, And I think some of our problems can be solved by looking at them or defining those problems in a different way. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Betty Jo, for your time. This is a great, um, very insightful conversation. I think it's a really important topic. Um, yeah. And thank you to our audience for listening to the Health Leaders Podcast. And we'll be back next Tuesday with more healthcare industry insights. Thank you, Betty Jo. Thank you for having me today.